Hey, my fishes. Today's episode is brought to you by the Patreon pod, my extended pod community, where I share exclusive mermaid content, including our monthly mermaid-themed coloring challenge, our Discord community chat, our private Instagram feed, our monthly private live stream, and so much more. If you'd like to come check us out, that was over at patreonpod.com, and we'd love to have you join us. Again, that was patreonpod.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N-P-O-D.com, and I hope to see you there. Hello, my fishes! Courtney Mermaid here, and welcome back to the Scales and Tails podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about good mermaid habits to start now. And I am sorry that I sound a little congested. I think spring has almost sprung. It is, in fact, March, the beginning of March while I'm recording this. But there were trees, and they're starting to flower. And my nose is very not the happy about that. So you're going to have to just cope with the fact that half my face is not breathable at this exact juncture. But that being said, we're going to talk about some good mermaid habits to start right now. And we're going to cover a little bit of everything. I'm really going to sniffle a lot. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I will try and stop and start as best as I can so that you don't have to listen to it. But yes, mermaid habits. So let's start off with some, I don't know, let's start at like the beginning. And I think the beginning is tail care. I think this is an important one. I think this is an important one because I don't think enough people actually think about the longevity and the care and the love of their tails. I think a lot of people are more focused on the initial appearance and the getting the most out of the tail and then not really putting in the work behind the scenes to make sure that your tail lasts as long as possible. So a lot of what I'm going to say is going to apply to both fabric and silicone tails um, because it's, uh, you know, though they have different needs um, in the sort of long term. Uh, They do require maintenance after, I would say, every swim. And by maintenance, I mean sort of um, you want to clean your tail, you want to look for damage, you want to make sure that you're taking care of those rips and tears um, or pilling as soon as it starts to become an issue so that it doesn't become a bigger issue. Because if there's anything... that this age has taught us sort of the mental health where you let things fester and then all of a sudden you break down and you're like, why have I broken down? It's like your tail is having a mental breakdown when you don't take good care of it. See, I went a little bit sideways there, but you know what? You, you hopefully you get the point. Hopefully you get the point. So for example, after every single swim that I do in my tails, I always wash them and I use um, just a a gentle, uh, you know, you can do like a gentle shampoo or like a a shampoo, um, a gentle laundry detergent, excuse me, for like hand washing your delicates. You can use something like that. You can use a very specific um, swimsuit cleaner, which is what I do. I get one from Swimco. No, I'm not sponsored. It just happened to be there the one time I was looking for something and I used it and I love it. I also use Shout. Um, for like stubborn stains and things, because some pools you'll notice, like depending on how well they're kept up or how the lines at the bottom of the pool, whether or not they're tile or whether or not they're actually painted, you're going to find that you'll come home and you'll be like, oh, look at this nice big blue streak up the side of my fluke. How long has that been there? What is this? And then you're going to be like, oh God, Courtney, I can't get it out of my tail. What do I do? A little bit of shout, my fishes, will work. Now, Um, depending on whether or not you have one of my tails or you have a different kind of tail, do a spot test. Always, always, always do a small test first because the last thing I would want to have happen to you guys is to follow my advice and find out that, oops, it wasn't compatible and you've now ruined your tail. So always when you're trying something new with your mermaid tail, um, check with your tail maker first. Be like, hey, 
you know, I have your tail, even before you take it to the pool, look to see if they have um, any uh, literature or any information like a fact page or anything that you can read when it comes to the maintenance and care of your tails. And hopefully most, most tail makers will provide you with this information or let you know in advance, like this is how you can do it, or there'll be videos or something you can refer to. So hopefully that's the thing. Um, do follow that advice just um, because, <laughs> because your tail's going to last you a lot longer. And you know, um, actually, uh, Ripple the Mermaid brought up a really good one. She uses uh, baking soda to help neutralize uh, chlorine. And I didn't actually, I haven't done any research on that or anything. And I think it's an interesting thing I want to try to do a baking soda soak. So I haven't tried this yet. So I will report back when I do. I just haven't had the opportunity to go swimming recently. Hopefully that's going to change soon. Um, and I will kind of report back and let you know how I like that. Because I do feel that though the shampoo works really well, in terms of keeping the color um, of my tails really looking pretty on point, like the color lasts a really long time. Um, I do do get that really heavy duty chlorine stink <laughs> after a while. And um, yeah, so I don't know, I feel like I wanna do an experiment because I have two tails that are about the same age and have the about, about the same amount of use, give or take. And I kind of would love to do one where I only wash it with baking soda and the shampoo and one which is just the shampoo. I'd see how that, I keep calling it shampoo. I do mean like it's a detergent. It's like a, like a gentle laundry detergent, not like your hair shampoo. <laughs> I don't always use the right English, okay? I didn't, English, like, isn't the language that I grew up with at home the vast majority of the time. My Omi spoke uh, German to me, or like, you know, her, her English, and <laughs> it's like a combo, okay? So sometimes I call things the wrong, the wrong words, and that's why. So, um... Yeah, so that's a good place to start, making sure that you're taking good care of your tail. Being super gentle with your tail, I think, is important. Yeah, you want to think that all tails are made equal and all tails will stand up to the horrendous amount of wear and tear that we all want to put on them. Oh God, when I see people, not necessarily with my tails, but just tails in general, like the ripping and the tearing and the tugging and the straining. And it's like, oh my God, would you treat your actual skin like this? No, you wouldn't. So please mm, be careful with your mermaid tails. Okay. Um, just treat them really nicely because like more often than not, you threw down a good chunk of change for this tail. So when you're just like slapping it on the floor or you're flipping it over, you're pulling on the ends of it. And I'm talking silicone and fabric. I've seen this go both ways. And what absolutely like just crushes me is when I see somebody with a silicone nail and then they're like really like yanking on it and being so mean and I'm thinking oh my god you spent like thousands of dollars on this why would you do that and I know sometimes it can't be helped and sometimes it just looks worse than it is pardon my sniffling again um but if you can take the time to just find workarounds or things you can do to be more gentle with your tail. Like there's lots of cheats that you can do. Like you can actually tie um, a thick strap like to your monofin heel straps and use that instead of ripping down the sides of your tail to kind of like pull the straps up over your heels. There's like all kinds of things. I would love to do a video on how to be nice to your mermaid tail. Let me know if that's something that you would like to see. But tail care is the most important habit that you need to get into right off the bat. I don't care if you've got a fin fun or a homemade tail or whatever, even if you didn't spend a lot on it, chances are you did spend money on it. You spent your time and your hard work and wouldn't it be nice to treat it 
with good respect and put the good energy into your fabric tail because it means it's also going to give you lots of love in return. It's going to last a long time for you. And, and you know, just these kinds of good, good things. Okay. So enough about tail care, because that was about seven minutes of me talking about tail care. But that's how important it is. It's the most, I think, important habit to start when you're just starting. To start when you're just starting. Yes. You can see I script these, only not. <laughs> okay, so the next thing that I would say is a biggie. And I, I think they kind of go hand in hand. But it's going to be hair care and skin care. And my dudes, like... This is this is a thing. We're also going to talk a little bit about um, like the in, inner workings, like the inside of you, which is probably like above and beyond the most important thing, even above tail care. But we're going to keep these just super like mermaidy to start with, just like the more physical side of things that you see and you would notice right away that you should deal with. Um, but skincare and hair care, super super duper, all the important all the things. So when I get home after a swim, the tail is the first thing to get soaking. So I fill the sink with warm but not hot water. I put in my my tail shampoo, no, my tail detergent. That's <laughs> shampoo, Courtney. My tail detergent and I let her soak. And while it's soaking, now I'm taking care of myself. So off comes the makeup. I don't wear a lot of makeup to the pool. I don't do the waterproof anything. Nothing I wear is actually waterproof. I actually had a question about this. What makeup do I wear to help things stand out? I don't bother with mascara. I think it's all swell that everyone wants to have them huge eyelashes at the pool. But in the reality of swimming with your eyes open underwater and the chlorine and all of the makeup and all of the goop and the gunk, and it's just, no, it is way too stressful. It's way too uncomfortable. In my opinion, it's just not worth it because it doesn't actually show up. Like, dude, if you're doing a photo shoot or something underwater, like, just, you can add in eyelashes later. I know maybe, like, people aren't really down with that, but you can do things afterwards. And to be totally honest, what shows up the best underwater is going to be a darker um, eyeshadow, like a more vibrant colored eyeshadow. Um, lips, if you want to do, like, a colored lip or something. I don't, but I do know some people who use, like, that waterproof uh, lipstick. I just, the idea of putting anything waterproof on my face grosses me out a lot, so I don't. Um, I just do, like, light foundation. I do um, eyeshadow, like, darker eyeshadow, and I go nuts with the highlighter. I would say that's the only thing that I do, and I love the highlighter that I use. I wish I could think of what it was called offhand. I think the dog might start barking. I hope he doesn't, but I, I apologize if he does. Um, but I do use a highlighter, and um, it's just, like, a pressed powder highlighter, and I put that on my cheekbones, and I put it on the bridge of my nose, down to the tip of my nose, on the little, um, what's that called? Your cupid's uh, bow, like, on your lip and a little bit on my chin and like when I go swimming I do make that absolutely bonkers because so I look really stupid going to the pool but once I'm in the water that shows up really well on camera um and that's the extent of it I don't I don't do more than that but you still need to wash all that crap off like for the love of all that is good mermaids please wash your face after swimming <laughs> Please, please, please just don't let that just build up because in your in your teens and your 20s, you're fine. But when you hit your 30s, you're going to be like, oh, dear God, what have I done? Okay, just wash your face, please. Please wash your face. Anyway, um, so yeah, so wash your face. <laughs> and I actually use these amazing little um, reusable wipes that I, that I uh, picked up actually at the spa convention this year that I go to every year with my mom. And I... I stinking love these things, not sponsored in any way. But if they were ever like, hey, do you want to do a thing? I would be all over that because guys, these are amazing. If I remember, and hopefully I do, um, I will leave them in the show notes because like 
what even is my life. They are the perfect size. You can pack them with you if you want to do your face at the pool because you don't actually need a cleaner. You don't need any chemicals or anything on it or any cleanser. Like I do use a cleanser and a toner and all that stuff too, but you can just do it right there and like get it all off your face. It's so good. And they work really, really well. Ah, love them so much. Okay. <laughs> Went off on a total tangent. So wash your face. That's the first thing I do. I also have, um, Oh, what are they called now? It's like that electric, like, like scrubber. You use it with your cleanser and I'm totally forgetting what it's called. I should do a full on skincare video. If you guys would like me to do that, like a full routine with all of the details and everything, be sure to like hit me up on social media and let me know that's something that you'd like to see, because I think it would make more sense to do that with a visual than it does to do that on the podcast. So all that being said, then once the skin's done, usually I put on a hydrating face mask and I hop in the shower. Now it's, or actually, no, not yet. I don't hop in the shower yet. Backtrack, Courtney. Now I take care of my hair. So hair care. This is a really important habit to get into. If you, um, someone who dyes or colors your hair, you're going to have a little bit of a different routine than I do. Um, but usually I will rinse my hair out at the pool just with the water and I throw it up in one of those really cool, like twisty, like it's got a button on it, the hair towels. Um, and oh, what are they called? Anyway, um, so do that. And then by the time I get home, I'm ready to put in, I put in a hair mask and you can do this with either your conditioner or you can get actual hair masks on Amazon. It's all different kinds. I use a hydrating one. And so while I'm dealing with all of the other stuff, I actually do that first and I totally forgot, but now that I'm playing this back in my mind, I do that first and then I take care of all of the other things like the cleaning of the tail, getting the stains out, and then taking care of my face. So that that way it's sitting because honest to goodness, I should do an entire video or podcast on this, but if you've got long hair, you're gonna know and you're gonna relate. It seems like there's nothing you can do to avoid coming home and not having to comb through the like the rat's nest of tangled hell. That is, <laughs> that's putting it nicely, okay? The words I actually want to use to talk about this situation is just is just too much. So I don't usually swim with my hair down, but I in the water, um, I usually braid it or I put it back into, I, we call it my Star Wars hair. <laughs> it's been affectionately dubbed that um, by my friends and family. But yeah, my Star Wars hair style. Um, but yeah, you got to kind of experiment with you. If you're someone with short hair, this is going to be a bit different for you, but you still do need to wash out your hair. You do need to take good care of your hair. Trust, trust me on this one. Like I have... I do the best that I can and my hair is still an absolute fried disaster. Like the bottom half of my hair is pretty bad. Now I leave it long because when it's wet, you don't see it and it looks cool in the water to have nice long hair. So, you know, taking good care of your hair is an important, is an important one. When it comes to your inner workings, things like you need to rinse out your eyeballs for the love of goodness, rinse out your eyes, please get like artificial tears. Don't get the stuff that is supposed to reduce redness because all that's doing is making your blood vessels like constrict. And that's not, this is not what we want. What we want is artificial tears. We want to rinse out our eyes as best as we can. So this is all part, you're going to experiment. You're going to find your own routine that works best for you. But this is super, super important. <laughs> I'm not kidding. When you're young, you don't feel like it matters. But as you get older, you're going to realize like, oh crap, this actually needs to be part of the routine and it's going to help you last longer. It's going to help you stay looking younger as you get older as well. So, and I, I can, I can prove that too. Uh, <laughs> okay. Story time. So Kim and I were at the pool 
uh, Mermaid Kim. Now, Kim has amazing skin. She looks so young. It's ridiculous. We're the same age. I'm a little bit older than she is. But, um, like, months. Like, not, not like, years or anything. So, we're the same age. We were at the pool. And teenagers, okay? Like, like 17, like 16 or 17 year olds. There were a couple of guys at the pool. And this is so funny. We were in the hot tub after our swim. We had the mermaid tails on the side. So, yeah, the mermaid tails might make you think that we're a little bit younger than we are. So these guys started talking to us. <laughs> We're both married, by the way. So this was really funny. So they come over and they're talking like, oh, so you do this and you do that. And, you know, I guess like school was out for summer or whatever. And they're like, so what grade are you in? I'm like, what grade are we in? What? He's like, yeah. So what year are you going into? We're like, um, we're not. Yeah, we're actually 30. Like this happened when we were 30. We're actually 30. And the look on this kid's face was so good. Oh my god. It was the best day of the best day ever. It was so funny. Because it's actually happened more than once to us. Like, it's happened a couple of times to the two of us. It's really, like, I don't know what it is, but it's so funny. There's something about being at the pool that just also makes you feel young. So I don't know if that's, like, part of it. But seriously, like, if you start building these habits now you're going to you're going to appreciate like future you is going to thank you for this. So but when it comes to what you eat, let's like get back on track here, Courtney. Habits, okay? So you're cleaning out your eyes. You're hopefully feeding yourself well to fuel your swim. You're hopefully remembering that the amount of crap literally and figuratively that floats around at the pool <laughs> is bad. Okay. You are coming into contact with some very harsh chemicals. You're coming into contact with bacteria, with, you know, bodily fluids. Oh God, can we not even think about it? Please. It's disgusting. Making sure that you're giving your immune system the best um, defense that it can, you know, making sure. So you like stock it up on your vitamin B, taking your vitamin C, making sure you're really hydrated, um, you know, uh, electrolyte balance and this kind of thing. Like I actually have an electrolyte drink that I bring with me to the pool, which is a really important thing to have, especially if you're somebody like me and I've got like blood pressure fluctuations and anxiety. And I, you know, if I get exhausted, I risk fainting, like there's all kinds of things. So I'm always making sure that I've got what I need when I need it. And those are all really important habits. So at the end of this podcast, you know, if you've got some time, like sit down and ask yourself, what are those key elements? What are those things for you that would be good habits to form now that future you would appreciate and would also make the mermaid experience a little bit better? But, you know, things like nasal rinsing, like rinse like a boy, could I use one right now? I must sound a little bit like a duck. Like, <laughs> honestly, I can just, I can hear it in the feedback in my headphones. And I'm like, what is, what, I'm sorry. I'm giving you all the good information though. So hopefully that's making up for all of the, the quacking that's happening and all of the sniffling over here. But these are the habits to get into. Making sure, you know, physical care. When you go to the pool and you push yourself and, you know, mermaiding isn't really the harshest of activities. It's actually a really good, gentle workout if you do it right. And it can be really enjoyable. But some mermaids will overdo it. Some mermaids, like me, I've just put up my hand. Because sometimes, if I haven't been swimming in a while, you won't have that kind of muscle memory. You won't have the strength kind of built up. And then you will, you know, do too many backflips and too many twists and too many fluke slaps and all of these things. And if you're someone like me, I don't have the the physical capacity to do a lot of these things without seriously feeling it later. 
So I have to think about that in advance. You know, I've got a workout routine in place that I do daily to try and, you know, mitigate some of the crap that I have to deal with later on. You know, having having these good habits in place to help make your uh, whole mermaiding experience just last longer and be better. That's all that you need to think about. And making sure that, you know, if you're someone who's a little, I don't want to call you lazy because we laziness isn't really, I mean, it is a thing. Okay. It is a thing when you sit there and you're like, oh, well, I could have, should have, would have, but I don't really feel like it. Well, whatever. Make your reason for doing these things stronger than your strongest excuse. Isn't that a quote? I think that might be a quote or like half a quote. I have half quoted somebody there. Um, but if your why and your reason are strong enough, you're going to be like, okay, let's go and do these things. So if you're a mermaid who's got shorter hair, who wants to, her, who has shorter hair, <laughs> who wants to grow longer hair and laugh at the, oh my goodness, who wants to grow your hair long, you're going to need to build some habits because your hair is not going to get long if you're swimming all the time and you're taking crap care of your hair, Okay. You're going to need to build up to having this long hair. So when you're sitting on the couch after you flopped onto it, tail hasn't been washed and all of these things after your swim and you're like, oh, for crying out loud, tell yourself, well, I would really like to have long hair one day. Visual, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be long hair. It could be whatever. I want a silicone tail one day. I want whatever it is, you know, nice accessories and tell yourself, okay, so what's it going to take for me to prove to myself that I'm going to get there or how I'm going to, how am I going to get there? Well, I'm going to get up off my, off my fanny. I was going to say fluke, but I'm like, that doesn't really work. And then I was going to say, get up off my ass. And I was like, well, that didn't really, anyway, you get the point, get up off your bum, go wash out your tail, wash your face, wash your hair, right? Take good care of your muscles, eat a good meal. And let's just do the dang thing already. Right? So these are the habits. I know I'm coming off like a bit of a merm mom, congested and everything, but it is super duper important to build these habits right away as soon as you can. I like, I just can't stress it enough. You know, even if you weren't the one who made your tail, taking good care of your tail is important. Taking good care of yourself when you're younger, it doesn't always seem like it has to be a priority. But if you knew all the things that I know, being a, a health, like nutrition, a holistic nutrition and health coach, um, if you knew all that I know about how the body works and how after a certain point, it becomes harder to just regenerate and recover from things, you'll start taking better care of yourself and and just wanting to do it because you know it feels good. So I'm, this is becoming quite the epic podcast. I hope you appreciate it. All of these tips. I would love to hear from you guys though. So if you do share that you listened to this podcast today and you tag me, not only will I repost it in my stories, um, but also share maybe a couple of your favorite habits or a couple of your tips, and then I can share those too. And then we can just kind of get the, the lovely convo going and, and inspire all of the other mermaids out there mers in general, just the mermaids as a whole, to to take better care of themselves because who does that help? It helps all of us. You know, you want to swim with the mermaids who are taking good care of themselves because it just, it's a better vibe. It's a better vibe. It's a mood. I love it. So all that being said, what are your good habits? What habits would you like to share? And then share them. And all that being said, I look forward to catching you all again soon. Thank you so much for listening, listening my fishes. That was a good combo. I've been so tongue-tied today. Thank you for bearing with me and all the sniffling. I love you guys. And I look forward to talking with you all again soon. Happy swimming. Bye.